Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 209. We've been reading a lot about God pronouncing judgments on various nations that will continue again today, including the nation of Babylon that he used to bring judgment on all kinds of people. But the question is, what's the proper response to God's warning and judgment? And we'll notice what's not and what is the proper responses to that kind of judgment in our passages today, which I believe is a good thing for us to consider and to think about as we think about the seriousness and the reality of judgment that happens apart from God's grace to people through Jesus. And so as we read these words, uh, they're sobering, they're difficult, but I believe they help us consider carefully how we are to respond to judgment. Jeremiah chapter 49. The Lord spoke about the Ammonites, saying, Do you think there are not any people of the nation of Israel remaining? Do you think that there are not any of them remaining to re-inherit the land? Is that why you people who worship the god Milcom have taken possession of the territory of Gad and live in its cities? Because you did that, I, the Lord, affirm that a time is coming when I will make Rabbah, the capital city of Abnon, hear the sound of the battle cry. I will become a mound covered it will become a mound covered with ruins. Its villages will be burned to the ground. Then Israel will take back its land from those who took their land from them. I, the Lord, affirm it. Wail, you people of Heshbon, because Ai in Amnon is destroyed. Cry out in anguish, you people in the villages surrounding Rabbah. Put on sackcloth and cry out in mourning. Run about covered with, with gashes. For your god Milcom will go in, into exile along with his priests and officials. Why do you brag about your great power? Your power is ebbing away, you rebellious people of Ammon who trust in your riches and say, Who will dare to attack us? I will bring terror on you from every side, says the sovereign Lord of heaven's armies. You will be scattered in every direction. No one will gather the fugitives back together. Yet in days to come, I will reverse Ammon's ill future, says the Lord. The Lord of heaven's armies spoke about Edom. Is wisdom no longer to be found in Timon? Can Edom's counselors not give her any good advice? Has all her wisdom turned bad? Turn and flee, take up refuge in remote places, you people who live in Deban. For I will bring disaster on the descendants of Esau. I have decided it is time for me to punish them. If grape pickers came to pick your grapes, would they not leave a few grapes behind? If robbers came at night, would they not pillage only what they needed? But I will strip everything away from Esau's descendants. I will uncover their hiding places so they cannot hide. Their children, relatives, and neighbors will all be destroyed. Not one of them will be left. Leave your orphans behind, and I will keep them alive. Your widows, too, can depend on me. For the Lord says, Even if those who did not deserve to drink from the cup of my wrath must drink from it, do you think you will go unpunished? You will not go unpunished, but must certainly drink from the cup of my wrath. For I solemnly swore, says the Lord, that Basra will become a pile of ruins. It will become an object of horror and ridicule, an example to be used in curses. All the towns around it will lie in ruins forever. I said, I have heard a message from the Lord. A messenger has been sent among the nations to say, 
Gather your armies and march out against her. Prepare to do battle with her. The Lord says to Edom, I will certainly make you small among the nations. I will make you despised by all humankind. The terror you inspire in others and the arrogance of your heart have deceived you. You make your home in the clefts of the rocks. You may occupy the highest places in the hills. But even if you made your home where the eagles nest, I would bring you down from there, says the Lord. Edom will become an object of horror. All who pass by it will be filled with horror. They will hiss out their scorn because of all the disasters that, I, that have happened to it. Edom will be destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah and the towns that were around them. No one will live there. No human being will settle in it, says the Lord. A lion coming up from the thick undergrowth, undergrowth along the Jordan scatters the sheep in the pasture land around it. So too I will chase the Edomites of their land, off their land. Then I will appoint over them whoever I choose. For there is no one like me, and there is no one who can call me to account. There is no ruler who can stand up against me. So listen to what I, the Lord, have plotted, planned against Edom, what I intend to do to the people who live in Teman. Their little ones will be dragged off. I will completely destroy their land because of what they have done. The people of the earth will quake when they hear of their downfall. Their cries of anguish will be heard all the way to the Gulf of Aqaba. Look, like an eagle with outspread wings, a nation will soar up and swoop down on Basra. At that time, the soldiers of Edom will be as fearful as women in labor. The Lord spoke about Damascus, saying, The people of Hamath and Arpad will be dismayed because they have heard bad news. Their courage will melt away because of worry. Their hearts will not be able to rest. The people of Damascus will lose heart and turn to flee. Panic will grip them. Panic, pain and anguish will seize them like a woman in labor. How deserted will that once infamous, that once famous city be, that city that was once filled with joy. For her young men will fall in her city squares. All her soldiers will be destroyed at that time, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. I will set fire to the walls of Damascus. It will burn up the places of Ben-Hadad. And the Lord spoke about Kedar and the kingdoms of Hazor, that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon conquered, saying, Army of Babylon, go and attack Kedar. Lay waste those who live in the eastern desert. Their tents and their flocks will be taken away. Their tent curtains, equipment, and camels will be carried off. People will shout to them, Terror is all around you. The Lord says, Flee quickly, you who live in Hazor. Take up refuge in remote places. For King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has laid out plans to attack you. He has formed his strategy on how to defeat you. The Lord says, Army of Babylon, go and attack a nation that lives in peace and security. They have no gates or walls to protect them. They live all alone. Their camels will be taken as plunder. Their vast herds will be taken as spoil. I will scatter to the four winds those desert people who cut their hair short at the temples. I will bring disaster against them from every direction, says the Lord. Hazar will become a permanent wasteland, a place where only jackals live. No one will live there. No human being will settle in it. And this was the Lord's message to the prophet Jeremiah about Elam, which came early in the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah. The Lord of heaven's army said, I will kill all the archers of Elam, who are the chief source of her military might. I will cause enemies to blow through Elam from every direction like the winds blowing in from the four quarters of heaven. I will scatter the people of Elam to the four winds. There will not be any nation where the refuges of Elam will not go. I will make the people of Elam terrified of their enemies who are seeking to kill them. I will vent my fierce anger and bring disaster upon them, says the Lord. I will send armies chasing after them until I have completely destroyed them. 
I will establish my sovereignty over Elam. I will destroy their king and their leader, says the Lord. Yet in future days I will reverse Elam's ill fortune, says the Lord. And the Lord spoke concerning Babylon and the land of Babylonia through the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Announce the news among the nations, proclaim it. Signal for people to pay attention. Declare the news, do not hide it. Say, Babylon will be captured. Bel will be put to shame. Marduk will be dismayed. Babylon's idols will be put to shame. Her disgusting images will be dismayed. For a nation from the north will attack Babylon. It will lay her land waste. People and animals will flee out of it. No one will inhabit it. When the time comes, says the Lord, the people of Israel and Judah will return to the land together. They will come back with tears of repentance as they seek the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Zion. They will turn their faces toward it. They will come and bind themselves to the Lord in a lasting covenant that will never be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have allowed them to go astray. They have wandered around in the mountains. They have roamed from one mountain to and hill to another. They have forgotten their resting place. All who encountered them devoured them. Their enemies who did this said, We are not liable for punishment. For those people have sinned against the Lord, their true pasture. They have sinned against the Lord in whom their ancestors trusted. People of Judah, get out of Babylon quickly. Leave the land of Babylonia. Be the first to depart. Be like the male goats that lead the herd. For I will rouse into action and bring against Babylon a host of mighty nations from the land of the north. They will set up their battle lines against her. They will come from the north and capture her. Their arrows will be like a skilled soldier who does not return from the battle empty-handed. Babylonia will be plundered. Those who plunder it will take all they want, says the Lord. People of Babylonia, you plundered my people. That made you happy and glad. You frolic about like calves in a pasture. Your joyous sounds are like the neighs of a stallion. But Babylonia will be put to great shame. The land where you were born will be disgraced. Indeed, Babylonia will become the least important of all nations. It will become a dry and barren desert. After I vent my wrath on it, Babylon will be uninhabited. It will be totally desolate. All who pass by will be filled with horror and will hiss out their scorn because of all the disasters that have happened to her. Take up your battle positions all around Babylon, all you soldiers who are armed with bows. Shoot all your arrows at her. Do not hold any back, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout the battle cry from all around the city. She will throw up her hands and surrender. Her towers will fall. Her walls will be torn down because I, the Lord, am wreaking revenge. Take out your vengeance on her. Do to her as she has done. Kill all the farmers who sow the seed in the land of Babylon. Kill all those who wield the sickle at harvest time. Let all the foreigners return to their own people. Let them hurry back to their own lands to escape destruction by that enemy army. The people of Israel are like scattered sheep that lions have chased away. First, the king of Assyria devoured them. Now, last of all, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has gnawed their bones. So I, the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, say, I will punish the king of Babylon and his land, just as I punished the king of Assyria. But I will restore the flock of Israel to their own pasture. They will graze on Mount Carmel and the land of Bashan. They will eat until they are full on the hills of Ephraim and the land of Gilead. When that time comes, no guilt will be found in Israel. No sin will be found in Judah. For I will forgive those of them I have allowed to survive. I, the Lord, affirm it. The Lord says, Attack the land of Marathiam, and the people who live in Pekod. Pursue, kill, and completely destroy them. Do just as I have commanded you. The noise of battle can be heard in the land of Babylonia. There is sound of great destruction. 
Babylon hammered the whole world to pieces, but see how that hammer has been broken and shattered. See what an object of horror Babylon has become among the nations. I will set a, I will set a trap for you, Babylon. You were caught before you knew it. You fought against me, so you were found and captured. I have opened up the place where my weapons are stored. I have brought out all the weapons for carrying out my wrath. For I, the sovereign Lord of heaven's armies, have work to carry out in the land of Babylonia. Come from far away and attack Babylonia. Open up the places where she stores her grain. Pick her up in ruins. Pile her up in ruins. Destroy her completely. Do not leave anyone alive. Kill all her soldiers. Let them be slaughtered. They are doomed for the day of reckoning has come, the time for them to be punished. Listen, fugitives and refugees are coming from the land of Babylon. They are coming to Zion to declare there how the Lord our God is getting revenge, getting revenge for what they have done to his temple. Call for archers to come against Babylon. Summon against her all who draw the bow. Set up camp all around the city. Do not allow anyone to escape. Pay her back for what she has done. Do to her what she has done to others, for she has proudly defied me, the Holy One of Israel. So her young men will fall in her city squares. All her soldiers will be destroyed at that time, says the Lord. Listen, I am opposed to you, you proud city, says the Sovereign Lord of Heaven's armies. Indeed, your day of reckoning has come, the time when I will punish you. You will stumble and fall, you proud city. No one will help you get up. I will set fire to your towns. I will burn up everything that surrounds you. The Lord of heaven's army says, The people of Israel are oppressed. So too are the people of Judah. All those who took them captive are holding them prisoners. They refuse to set them free. But the one who will rescue them is strong. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies. He will strongly champion their cause. As a result, he will bring peace and rest to the earth. But trouble and turmoil to the people who inhabit Babylonia. Destructive forces will come against the Babylonians, says the Lord. They will come against the people who inhabit Babylonia, against her leaders and her men of wisdom. Destructive forces will come against her false prophets. They will be shown to be fools. Destructive forces will come against her soldiers. They will be filled with terror. Destructive forces will come against her horses and her chariots. Destructive forces will come against all the foreign troops within her. They will be as frightened as women. Destructive forces will come against her treasures. They will be taken away as plunder. A drought will come upon her land. Her rivers and canals will be dried up. All this will happen because her land is filled with idols. Her people act like madmen because of their idols, those idols they fear. Therefore, desert creatures and jackals will live there. Ostriches too will dwell in it. But no people will ever there live again. No one will dwell there for a long time to come. I will destroy Babylonia just as I did Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighboring towns. No one will live there. No human being will settle in it, says the Lord. Look, an army is about to come from the north. A mighty nation and many kings are stirring in action, into action in faraway parts of the earth. Its soldiers are armed with bows and spears. They are cruel and show no mercy. They sound like the roaring sea as they ride forth on their horses. Lined up in formation like men going into battle, they are coming against you, fair Babylon. The king of Babylon will become paralyzed with fear when he hears news of their coming. Anguish will grip him, agony like that of a woman giving birth to a baby. A lion coming up from the thick undergrowth along the Jordan scatters the sheep in the pasture land around it. So too I will chase the Babylonians off their land. Then I will appoint over it whomever I choose. For there is no one like me. There is no one who can call me to account. There is no ruler that can stand up against me. So listen to what I, the Lord, have planned against Babylon, what I intend to do to the people who inhabit the land of Babylonia. 
Their little ones will be dragged off like sheep. I will completely destroy their land because of what they have done. The people of earth will quake when they hear Babylon has been captured. Her cries of anguish will be heard by other nations. So yeah, God here in so many words is saying over and over again, Babylon that has been a force of judgment on other nations will become also an object of judgment of God because of their lack of mercy and the evil that they've done. And it leads us to see in the middle of that too, a response where God calls the people to repent and to turn to him and that he will show mercy to those who do so. And that leads us to Psalm 80, which is really a plea for God to restore people who have been exiled, who have been taken away, and that God would restore them back to what they had had before. Psalm 80. For the music director, according to the Shibshan Iduth style, a psalm of Asaph. O shepherd of Israel, pay attention. You who lead Joseph like a flock of sheep, you who sit enthroned above the cherubim, reveal your splendor. In the sight of Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh, reveal your power. Come and deliver us, O God. Restore us. Smile on us. Then we will be delivered. O Lord God of heaven's armies, how long will you remain angry at your people while they pray to you? You have given them tears as food. You've made them drink tears by measure. You have made our neighbors dislike us and our enemies insult us. O God of heaven's armies, restore us, smile on us, then we will be delivered. You uprooted a vine from Egypt. You drove out nations and transplanted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered by its shadow, the high cedars by its branches. Its branches reached the Mediterranean Sea and it shoots the Euphrates River. Why do you break down its walls so that you, who, all who pass by pluck its fruit? The wild boars of the forest ruin it. The insects of the field feed on it. O God of heaven's armies, come back. Look down from heaven and take notice. Take care of this vine, the root of your right hand planted, the shoot you made grow. It is burned and cut down. May those who did this die because you are displeased with them. May you give support to the one you have chosen, to the one you raised up for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will pray to you. O Lord God of heaven's armies, restore us, smile on us, then we will be delivered. There the psalmist is saying, Lord, we want to repent, we want to turn to you, we want to turn and trust in you, and will you restore us? And that is the proper response to God's judgment, one of humility and repentance. And that leads us now to Second Peter chapter 2, which speaks again of a judgment to come and also responses to it. Second Peter 2. But false prophets arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. These false teachers will infiltrate your midst with destructive heresies, even to the point of denying the master who brought them, who bought them, sorry. As a result, they will bring swift destruction on themselves, and many will follow their debauched lifestyles. Because of these false teachers, the way of truth will be slandered, and in their greed they will exploit you with deceptive words. Their condemnation pronounced long ago is not sitting idly by. Their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but threw them into hell and locked them up in chains in utter darkness to be kept until judgment, and if he did not spare the ancient world, but did protect Noah, a herald of righteousness, along with seven others, when God brought a flood on the ungodly world, and if he turned to ashes the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah when he condemned them to destruction, having appointed them to serve as an example to future generations of the ungodly, And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, in anguish over the debauched lifestyle of lawless men, 
For while he lived among them day by day, that righteous man was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If so, then the Lord, who knows how to rescue the godly from their trials and to reserve the righteous for unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment, especially those who indulge their fleshly desires and who despise authority. Brazen and insolent, they are not afraid to insult the glorious ones. Yet even angels, who are much more powerful, do not bring a slanderous judgment against them in the presence of the Lord. But these men, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, do not understand whom they are insulting, and consequently, in their destruction, they will be destroyed. Suffering harm is the wages for their harmful ways. By considering it a pleasure to carouse and brow daylight, they are stains and blemishes, indulging in their deceitful pleasures when they feast together with you. Their eyes, full of adultery, never stop sinning. They entice unstable people. They have trained their hearts for greed. They curse children. By forsaking the right path, they have gone astray, because they followed the way of Balaam, son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, yet was rebuked for his own transgression. A dumb donkey, speaking with a human voice, restrained the prophet's madness. These men are waterless springs and mists driven by a storm for whom the utter depths of darkness have been reserved. For by speaking high-sounding but empty words, they are able to entice with fleshly desires and with debauchery people who have just escaped from those who reside in error. Although these false teachers promise such people freedom, they themselves are enslaved to immorality. For whatever a person succumbs to, to that he is enslaved. For if after they have escaped the filthy things of the world through the rich knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they again get entangled in them and succumb to them, their last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn back from the holy commandment that, they, that had been delivered to them. They are an illustration of this true proverb. A dog returns to its own vomit, and a sow, after washing herself, wallows in the mire. So Peter has severe warnings for false teachers, for people who spread false lies about who God is or what he is like, and he says, warning them to turn back from their lies, to turn back from the way of their lives because it's heading to judgment, and not to get entangled with them if you're Uh, hearing people say these kinds of things, but to stay true to God's word and to trust that the glorious grace that's been shown in Jesus is what you need, not what they're offering you in some other way to entice you. And so we see again a warning of judgment, but also a response to it to flee from those who behave and live in ways that are so contrary to God, even though they claim to know him and serve him. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.